0: AM 1070, the answer.
1: There's something happening here,
2: but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there, telling me I got to beware. Think it's time we stop, children. What's that sign? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being wrong. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong, young people speak in their minds. I'm getting so much resistance from behind. We we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going
3: down. Welcome to a show of faith where professor, priest, millennial, and rabbi discuss theology, philosophy, and how they relate to the real world in which we all live. If you have any response to our topics, any comments regarding what we say, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at ashowoffaith at hotmail.com. You can hear our shows again and again by listening pretty much everywhere podcasts are heard. Our professor is David Capes, our Baptist minister. He's the director of the Lanier Field- <laughs> Theological Library. David? Or not? Our priestess Father Mar I'm sorry, our priest is Father Mario Arroyo, pastor of St. Cyril of Alexandria, in the 10,000 Block of Westheimer. But he's not here. Rudy Kong is our millennial. He's in the, a systems engineer and has his master's degree in theology from the University of St. Thomas. I am Rabbi Stuart Rabbi. Hey, there you are. <laughs> I am Stuart Federal, Rabbi Emeritus, retired rabbi from Congregation Shaar HaShalon, the Clear Lake area of Houston, Texas. Jim is our producer and engineer. Corey and Miranda are our board operators. Together, Jim and Miranda and Corey help us sound fantastic. So, David, are you there?
4: I am I am here Stuart. Uh, can you hear me? Uh,
3: yes now I can hear you.
4: Well you you cut me off again. I mean you've been doing that now for about 20 years. So you you got to stop that, okay? Come on.
3: No, it's a habit. <laughs> you know I I'm, I'm I'm you know can't get out of the habit. Habits are hard to break.
4: I know they are. I know they are, but but you know uh, you could get some therapy and that would take care of that. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Something something happened to the phones, but that happens sometimes. Uh, in these ways. Well so anyway.
3: I, I I only cut you off while we're talking.
4: Oh that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, while, while I'm silent, while I'm listening, you can you you, you don't have to cut me off. At yes,
3: point. well I'm I'm a big cut up anyway, so
4: Yeah, so is is Rudy with us tonight? Yes. I are.
3: He are, he is.
4: Rudy, Rudy How Rudy. How are you down there in Guatemala? Do they have Thanksgiving in Guatemala? Uh, you know it's it's um
1: no culturally no but there's a lot of uh i would say kind of north american influence mm-hmm. so there's not any uh-huh. official holiday or anything like that but uh, people still like i got together with my family we baked turkeys and we we did the whole stuffing and it's the com pecan pies and and mashed potatoes oh, and all the good stuff so
4: yeah, you might was, well uh, have been in Texas then. You you could have been here in Texas and eaten that. Yep.
1: I mean, I I was missing all the yalls, and but pretty much, yeah, it was uh, it was almost Texas. Okay. So I I did miss it. I do miss Texas.
4: Yeah, you know there are a lot of countries that do have uh, Thanksgiving celebrations, and uh, you, you know I think I think America has kind of led the way in some ways related to that. But but these kind of Thanksgiving uh. have been going on for a long long time. I mean. When you look back at all the festivals in Israel, when you look back at all the harvest festivals around the world, I mean, these have been sort of the predecessor to what we call today our holiday of Thanksgiving.
3: And that's true. I think religion has led the way.
4: Well, yeah.
3: Which, by the way, leads...
1: Go ahead, Rudy. Well, I was just going to say, I find it interesting because a lot of people ask me here, about Thanksgiving, you know, and, and they're like, "So, what's it like in the United States?" And, I, and Thanksgiving is one of the top um, seasons, if you will, where people travel. Over uh, something like fifty million people uh, more travel. Than, more than Christmas United and States New Year's. So more? Yeah. So I, heard, I heard. I heard that like. this
3: year that it was more than Christmas and New Year's.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. But it, but it's the one holiday where everybody really makes an effort. Uh, whether you like family or not, to really spend time with family, I think. I mean, more than more than any other holiday in the United States. I mean, Thanksgiving is kind of the one for family. More than Christmas. More than I mean, of course, they all well, the other ones are too, right? But but if if, if you had to pick one, that's what I kept trying to tell people. It's like that's that's the holiday in the U.S. where people literally move across the country to visit their loved ones. Or maybe not so long once way at least our family
4: <laughs> well I mean you know the airports are crowded uh, the roads are crowded uh, um yeah I mean a lot of people are traveling and such you know uh, I, I remember the song over the river and to the woods to grandmother's house to Rio, go. Right. you know <laughs> I mean that was a song that we we sang you know a long Part time ago and that's that's what we would do we yeah. would we, would, we were living in Atlanta, in North Atlanta. We would pack up, and we would get in the car and drive two hours and spend time with our, our family down there. And it was a great holiday. You know, I, as a kid, I remember being a wonderful holiday. There was always a kid's table, though, you know? I mean, the adults sat at one table. I don't know if you, that happens with you guys. Oh, right? yeah. But, 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 but there's an adult table where all the adults sit together and have, have dinner and stuff uh lunch, let's say. And then everybody else, um all the kids, you know, all the ones under twelve, fifteen years old, whatever, would have their own table, so but anyway we had a lot of fun with our cousins and 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 friends and such down there.
3: Good. That's the way it's supposed to be.
4: Yeah. And and here too, I think the other thing that is fair to say is that this is a, a long holiday. I mean this is a long weekend holiday. It's four days. Mm-hmm. For most people, I mean, a lot of people get four days. Um, you know, it's Thursday, Friday, part maybe part of third, part of Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday when you count the weekend. So it's it's one of the longer periods of time, and so that's why I think Rudy it's it's so well traveled because you can count on that. Uh, you know, Christmas could be any any day of the year, right? Uh or, sorry, any day of the year, any day of the week. Uh, it could be on a weekend, it could yep. be in a weekday, middle of the week. And so it mm-hmm. makes it a lot harder mm-hmm. for people to plan, particularly long bits of travel.
3: So That's like what happens when New Year's, or Christmas for that matter, comes in the middle of the week.
4: Yeah. Right, yeah, it, it's, it's more difficult to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more difficult for people to travel a lot of times. They usually have to take an extra week of vacation off or something if they have that coming. If they don't, obviously they... They may be finding themselves working the day after Christmas, uh, or the day before Christmas, maybe something like that. So. Anyway,
1: right, I know I have definitely tonight. been there. Yep.
3: All right, well, I am the show director for the evening, and uh, my topic ties directly into Thanksgiving, sort of. You know, we. I, I think I think Thanksgiving is the most secular religious holiday that we have. Secular, in so far as every religion on earth can celebrate it, it doesn't violate any one religion's theology, philosophy, whatever. And even those who are totally secular, totally uh, without religion, without numinous feelings, whatever, uh, can celebrate it because it's well. I think easier to be grateful, to be thankful somebody for something you feel given, but I recognize a person can still feel grateful. They can still feel thankful without having to feel like there's capital S somebody to thank. But my topic really for the, for the evening has to do with how religion makes us feel thankful, how religion makes us feel grateful. I think that there are certain aspects of religion, all religions, that understand that being grateful is the first sign of um, not intelligence, but it's the first step towards val- towards valuing everything we have and feeling grateful puts us in a relationship with other people. It puts us in a relationship with God, if we believe in God, uh, for those who are secular Thanksgiving observers. Uh, and and I think that all religions, one way or the other, have their ways to make people feel grateful. So in Judaism, well, this actually is covered by all religions, any holiday, I think that any holiday has elements to it that help those who celebrate it be grateful. Christmas, you're going to hear this a lot on and off our show, you know, Christians being grateful for Jesus. Uh, New Year's, people thankful for whatever good they found in the previous year, making resolutions, although I think with a wink and a nod, but making rev- resolutions for improving the, f- the next year, which I think also comes from being grateful, and religious holidays, too. Uh, in, in, in uh, um, The harvest festivals, David, that you mentioned just a few minutes ago. Uh, right, in, in, right. The, in the Bible and in other religions, too, as far as that goes, you have a harvest, you recognize, you know, it's kind of hard to live without food, and if the and if the harvest is is uh, plentiful, you're going to be more grateful. And I think when religion has a holiday, a holy day that is a you know that surrounds the concept of the harvest, it's going to teach gratefulness. Uh, in Judaism, above and beyond that, and I think you'd have this in other religions too. Although I'm not quite convinced it's to the same degree, and that is the recitation of blessings, not just around the table, thank you God for the food we eat, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies, Uh, but I think in Judaism there are all sorts of blessings for all sorts of things and by having that as part of the religious ritual, it helps us learn to be grateful for so many different things. A beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset. Uh, tasting something for the first time in a long time. Uh, like, you know, the fall, we, we have uh, fruits and vegetables. And pumpkins for pumpkin pie is a, is a fall uh, mm-hmm. plant or whatever.
4: So if you pumpkin haven't... Pumpkin spice lattes. Right. Starbucks. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, if you haven't. Tasted it if you haven't enjoyed something in a long
4: time. you was a blast. so and I or, think or, or or peach milkshakes uh, in the summer in the summer at Chick Fil A. Right, peach
3: milkshakes. And uh, now I think they have a mint one.
4: Oh, I, do I, they? I think so. I haven't tried that one, but, but but you're right. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about Judaism mm-hmm. is that it teaches it teaches those who are adherents to it to see uh, beauty and goodness and blessing in everyday life. And,
3: and I think that's also true within our religious services. The, the passages we read, the, um, the ritual of services itself, every Sabbath, whatever day you celebrate it on, I think it also teaches us to be grateful. You know, and you could argue, well, not every time you recite a blessing over bread doesn't mean you're actually feeling the gratitude. And that's true. But I think that done often enough, it's going to affect a person's approach to life. Mm -hmm. I I think that, you know, recognizing that putting on a new jacket because it turned freezing cold outside. and, And by the way, David... And, Rudy, it's also freezing in the station. Uh, but, you know, putting on a coat for the first time and bringing God into the issue, you know, uh, thank you, God, for giving me life, sustaining me, and allowing me to reach this time, you know, helps teach gratefulness. And gratefulness is a step towards a lot of things that are positive in our lives. It has more, uh, more effect than merely making us grateful, I think.
4: Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, and you were searching for a word earlier, and I was, I was thinking in my head, uh, a person who, who demonstrates gratitude is, is reflecting a kind of maturity okay. that, 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 that they have. Right. Um, a, a person who just sort of expects stuff all the time, and, you know, that's a kid that that's a little that's a little guy little girl who just expects give me give me give me give me give me all right. the time and even though they might say thank you thank you thank you you know still that expectation of everything always coming their way and always to be good right is is a demonstration of naivete and and you know that's perfectly fine when you're 8 years old when you're 10 years old but it's not good if you're 30 years old, it's not good. If you're 40 or 50 years old, and all of us probably know people who are in their 30s and 40s or older who who really don't feel grateful. No. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that feeling, Stuart. What does it mean to feel grateful? I, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe 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 that can come through ritual. Maybe that can come through recitation. I think it's taught it, it it is. It is. But but I think too that there's something about the, the 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 feeling itself that grows with maturity, and that comes with maturity. So anyway, that's just Doctor K. Yes, sir. I have a feeling. Well, uh, uh, gentlemen, wait, wait, grateful. wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, Rudy. Can you hold that? Because we're late going to a break. Because Mario isn't here. I'm blaming him. Notice that. <laughs>
4: well, that, that's what that's what Rudy was trying to do. Right. I was trying to do the best segue right there for you, Rabbi. Oh, go right ahead. Go go
3: ahead, Rudy. Do it. Do no, it.
1: No, no, no. Right. I will say, our, our, I know our, our sponsors are going to be very grateful if we take a break right now. <laughs> so, we'll oh,
5: We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story one sunday leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain she was literally in tears that's when she decided to try relief factor just eight days later she found relief and she continued to get better and better to quote her she said i am truly amazed at this product like me who after nine almost ten years almost a decade of low back pain Lost that pain, thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pain, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-FOR-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, one eight hundred, the number for Relief ReliefFactor.com.
6: Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aqua Powder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including Osserola Cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aqua Powders Vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aqua Powders is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your Aqua Powders Vitamin C today. And remember, Aqua Powders transforms water into wellness.
0: Dr. Sebastian Gorka
5: sees a country lost. The people who want business as usual. Want us to remain indebted, because I guess 33 trillion isn't enough. The managed decline of America, who have surrendered their belief in the United States to the idea that, well, we're the problem.
0: America First, with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Brandon Tatum at 5, on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The Answer.
2: Johnny Johnny H. Johnny H. You're an angel to me, Johnny Angel. How I love him! How I tingle when he passes by. Every time he says hello, my heart begins to fly. Johnny Angel, how I want him! He's got something that I can't resist But he doesn't even know that I exist I'm in heaven, I get carried away I dream of him and me, and how it's gonna be Other the fellas call me up for a date But I just sit and wait I'd rather concentrate on Johnny Angel Cause I love him And I pray that someday he'll love me And together we will see how lovely heaven will be And together we will see how lovely heaven will be
3: Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070, The Answer. Praised are you, eternal our God, ruler of the universe, who frees the captive. And Devin, besides writing that in, also wrote, I am grateful for the release of some of the hostages, as are we all. Welcome back to yeah. a show of faith.
4: Can you imagine the, the relief those families are feeling uh, in Israel and in other places, too, because oh, I don't yeah. think they're all from Israel. They no, they're be, know. no,
3: they're not. No, they're not
4: yeah I haven't seen the kind of the the
3: list of people uh, i I did. I can't remember what other country they were from, but they were somebody was from like I, I don't remember, but at any rate, grateful they're out mm. hope, yeah, hope for the release right. of others
4: yeah, yeah yeah well that's that's a good example of the sort of the discipline of of here is something good. Let me stop and take a moment and give thanks right. Right, I mean, it's 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 an interruption to your rhythm of the day because you could be doing something else, right? And people usually do. But when you stop and say this has happened, it's good. I give thanks for it.
3: So, David, Rudy, let me ask you both a question. In your services, because although I've been to Protestant and Catholic services, I don't I don't have them memorized. Okay, what are in the weekly services? That you think might be teaching people gratitude,
4: Rudy. What? Since I've been doing all the talking, why don't you? Why don't you do it? Why don't you take? For oh.
3: like in the mass, Rudy. You know? Yeah.
4: Um.
1: Man, I feel like such a terrible Catholic because I <laughs> actually want to mass. No, Church no, it's because hard. I
3: put you on the spot. As soon as I'm put on the spot, everything yeah. just flies yeah. out of my brain. <laughs> So, like, for, yeah. for example, I, I know that in, in, in the Jewish prayers for, um in, in the morning, there's a laundry list of things to be thankful for, beginning, believe it or not, with the wisdom God put in a rooster to be able to wake us up in the morning. Literally. Uh, wow. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, well. I mean, there's a laundry list of things, and I think it helps teach us but I think all religions have this, and I think they have it in their weekly services too. I just can't tell you what they are because I don't. I'm not that familiar with them.
6: But in reading, for example, in reading
3: in reading Psalms, isn't the reading yeah. of various yeah. Psalms part of both Catholic and Protestant uh, church uh, traditions?
1: Yeah, I would say. saw so a lot of. The thing that comes to mind immediately is so when when we uh, we do read psalms and then we do we tend to sing them during mass and mm. most of the psalms are about giving thanks to God exactly praising the Lord right in, exactly. in, in some capacity yeah so uh, that's part of our of our Sunday uh, worship service every single time
3: and, and if a per- um, if a person isn't doing it by rote just. Mouthing words, if they are understanding—I didn't say feeling—understanding the words as they mm-hmm. sing them, I think it's going to teach them gratefulness.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, from from a theological perspective, I think uh, you can't—you can't even if you are passively in mass, right? Like if you're passively at uh, a service. Uh, I would argue that just even being passively hearing sacred scripture is still feeding your spirit, right? There's there's some there's some feeding of of that soul that you have. I mean, whether you like it or not, you're getting that that spiritual food, right? So so in some in some fundamental kind of metaphysical level, I would say that even even your soul is thankful for participating in that in that communion with Christ uh, especially when when you reach the uh, of course the eucharistic prayer and then the, the preparation of the of the gifts where we prepare to receive the blood the blood, the blood and the body of, of Jesus right so, so the, I mean I mean in that fact,
4: uh, the word eucharist the word eucharist Rudy means thanksgiving right ah, it means see? giving mm-hmm. thanks there you go the the whole idea of the eucharist is one of giving thanks and you give thanks for the life Uh, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. You give thanks for the bread. You give thanks for the wine and and those elements. And so there's a whole lot of giving thanks that takes place in that part of the service. In the earlier part of the service, one of the things that happens in Protestant, a lot of Protestant churches, is that when when Scripture is read, the person who reads the Scripture will often conclude their reading by saying this is the word of the lord to which the people say thanks be to god
3: there we go there is is a there is a there is a
4: regular sort of refrain of saying god has spoken you know this scripture is not just an ancient book that we can read and and say boy isn't that curious but we understand it to be god's revelation of himself uh, to us. And so when God does that, whether reading a, a psalm or an epistle or a gospel or uh, Nehemiah or whatever it might be, uh, we say we give thanks to the Lord you know, for that. So that's just a regular part exactly. of, of what we do. Yeah.
3: And I would argue that that helps people learn how to be grateful. I, I think that... Look, let's move to something else like a baseball game. Okay, and I'm only using this as an example for what I'm saying about being being mm-hmm. grateful is by singing the national anthem it I think it helps teach people to be patriotic. I think it teaches people to have mm-hmm. a connection to our country. I think July 4th does the same thing and it's not clop you over the head, make you, you know, it's not blatant or 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 uh, obnoxious in it. But I, but I still think it. Has, the I think,
1: of right, in the morning it, in, in school. I think yeah.
3: it has its effect on the people who do it. I think all ritual does, and I think that's one reason why ritual is so much a part of us from the moment we're born.
4: So, so Stuart, uh, tell me, tell me about this, Stuart. Um, w- when at the seventh inning stretch, we sing, <laughs> "The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas." What is that teaching?
3: Us? It teaches us. It teaches us. Uh, what's the word? I just used the word uh, patriotism for the state of Texas.
4: I know. I'm just. I was just kidding. Oh, oh, okay. But right. Right. you're right. No. 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 You're right. I mean, and you know, a lot after nine eleven, it was very customary for the seventh inning stretch at a ball game to be after you would sing. Um, gosh, what, um, you know, uh, take me out to the ball game, Right. You would also sing maybe God Bless America, okay. or you would do that before taking me out the I wonder if they're
3: still game. doing that. I haven't been to a game I, I don't all the time. I don't neither, know. Neither do I. I'll
1: tell you what. All right, wait. You guys need to be taught how to follow the clock more, because we need to go to break. I was
3: just about to say the same thing. Great minds run in the same <laughs> channel. We need the liturgy. Yes, exactly. This is the liturgy. Welcome. Uh, we'll be right back with a show of faith. After this. Do you want to save money on your
0: prescription medications? How would you like unlimited prescription refills for as little as $1 a day? Health VORX Subscription Plans is a home delivery subscription service. For about a dollar a day, you can choose from up to 1,000 different generic prescriptions and we'll send your 90-day prescriptions for about $1 a day
4: with convenient free
0: home delivery. We have most of the top generic prescription medications. Get your meds to treat erectile dysfunction, birth control, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Call us right now. We'll coordinate getting your prescriptions with your doctor. Plus, we're cheaper than your co-pays and get the convenience of free home delivery. Call right now to get your medications delivered for free for about $1 a day.
4: 800-818-9735. 800-818-9735. 800-818-9735. That's 800-818-9735. Greece is cheap, but the airfare costs a
0: fortune. Paris, Paris. Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800 298
4: 5783. 800 298 5783. 800 298 5783. That's 800 298 5783.
0: When you start your day, forget about the mainstream media for the truth. Everything you need to know is right here on The Morning Answer. Starting at 5 a.m. with The Hugh Hewitt Show. Chuck Tiller will have the AM 1070 520 only, along with traffic and weather throughout the morning. At 8 a.m., it's The Mike Gallagher Show. Mike gives you the analysis of the latest news and how it affects you. The Morning Answer. Weekdays at 5 a.m. on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The Answer.
2: There's a a kind of hush All over the world Tonight, all over the world You can hear the sounds of lovers in love You know what I mean Just the two of us And nobody else Inside, there's nobody else And I'm feeling good Just holding you tight so listen very carefully, close and and you will see what I mean, it isn't a dream. The only sound that you will hear, is when I whisper in your ear, I love you.
3: Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 1070, the answer. So, according to Jewish tradition, a person wakes up in the morning, and when they're at least somewhat clear-headed, before their feet touch the ground, I am thankful before you, living and enduring ruler, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me. Great is your faithfulness. So, from the moment you wake up, there is an expression of gratitude.
4: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder how. Uh, I wonder what happens well, if that is not your habit to to have those kind of prayers and those rituals. It how is- how a holiday is that, that 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 sort of insists that everybody yeah, be grateful. You know, if you're not used to doing that, if you're not accustomed to doing it, right? Even when you're- not just to God, but to other people as well
3: absolutely and what do they say about uh, the word thank you is a way of saying please do it again and, and what do they Daddy, say I don't, what, what, what
4: does they, that mean <clears throat> I, don't, I don't get
3: that. well when a person says thank you to somebody it shows their appreciation their gratitude it makes awesome. the person you've said it to more likely to do it again
4: oh I, I got you so you're not talking about manipulation then
3: uh, say it again David
4: I'm not
3: talking about trying to manipulate somebody, No, no no, no no no. I'm saying okay. well some people can say thank you as a manipulative device, but that's I don't think right. what it's intended for. Okay. But but what happens when we say thank you to somebody and show our appreciation to somebody? They beam. They 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 they, they brighten up. It, it uplifts them. It changes them. So Rabbi, yeah. One thing that I was
1: thinking of that you said uh, what you just mentioned—being grateful since the, from the beginning of the day, right? As soon as you wake up, as soon as you open your eyes, right? And, and this entire attitude you were talking about earlier—it's uh, not just a feeling, right? I mean, gratitude is an action. It's it's an action. It's 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 a it's a, it's a form of of being essentially. And it led me to think. And, and I read two interesting studies—one done during COVID, and one done over a longer period of time—but Uh, it's by Benyx and Ford Robertson, in case anybody wants to read it, but they discovered that gratitude, specifically toward God, um, is associated with better physical health in older adults, particularly after experiencing major life stressors, you know, which could include family loss, cancers, all sorts of things. So. So when we talk about gratitude and, and what you're just saying about beaming, right? I mean, these are biochemical effects that, that our body engages in. I mean, how much have you heard about careful how you manage stress, right? It, it increases your blood pressure. Right. right? Can do this. It can have all these negative effects. Well, gratitude essentially is a way, I don't want to say to cope, but, but to kind of mitigate that stress. And I so, bet so it does. It, things,
3: I, I bet it does it biologically, the same way that it produces uh, stress hormones so, or enzymes or whatever. I bet right. it does the opposite when it's when you're grateful, or when show, someone shows gratefulness to you.
1: And it's and it's there's a lot of studies done towards this, and it's it's fascinating to me to think about how having this type of attitude and then and then carrying that you the entire day actually makes you healthier a healthier human being so to me i think it's it's something paramount that that we need to everybody is a society practice and i'm not saying go out and you know believe in in my god immediately uh but even being grateful uh as a steward let's say of the planet saying you know thank you for for all the abundance that we have, thank you for for this planet that we live in, thank you for, you know, for for every even menial thing that you can find, uh, just for waking up, for opening your eyes, it's just, it's just a lifestyle that literally prolongs and and increases your health.
4: And what you you, you were saying, I'm sorry, go ahead, David. (laughs) I'm I'm just agreeing. I mean, there's plenty of studies that demonstrate the long-term health benefits of of being a person of faith. I Mm -hmm. mean, and and what we're going to be witnessing, I'm afraid, as we see faith declining in this culture, we're going to see, I think, overall health of people declining as well. Now that's not to say it's (laughs) one-on-one, it's going to happen every time, but... Overall, when you look statistically at at hundreds of thousands of people, generally speaking, those people are going to live longer. They're going to be more fulfilled. um, They're they're going to be more generous with their money and their time and such, more volunteerism, those kinds of things.
3: I, I, I remember a quotation. The punchline is who said it, and what he said was, if I sit across the table from someone who is a believer, I look, he, basically he said, I look with a little bit of jealousy because I know he, with his religious outlook, will have a better life than I will. Woody Allen said that. Really? Woody Allen's a devout atheist, but he still admitted that the people who are religious, even if he doesn't agree with what they believe in, believing in in it, in something, you know, religiously gives them a better life Mm. and and rudy when you were talking about how the study showed about believing in god when they express a gratitude explicitly to god it it brings benefits to me that shows again what i was saying earlier tonight that religion teaches gratitude and so in the context of the religion the person is going to feel that gratitude towards god and therefore obtain the benefits that come from it it's a, it, mm-hmm. it, people forget that there are side benefits to religion it's not just i don't know afterlife or whatever but, but being a believer brings benefits to the person who believes it doesn't matter by the way if uh, if what they believe in is on the largest, widest, grandest scale true, whatever that means, but just believing Mm -hmm. in it will give them a better life. All right, guess what? And now we're early. So there, Corey.
4: (laughs) Are you serious?
3: (laughs) Yes, we're early by three seconds, two seconds, one second. No, no, no. Is
4: it really? Golly.
3: (laughs) This is a show of faith. We'll be right back.
0: Hey, it's Chuck Tiller. Michael Lindell
4: is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. You ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent. And it doesn't dry you. That's why MyPillow has developed the My Pillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100%
0: long staple shipwreer cotton. It's a combined ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only like $29.98 with promo code... Go to
4: MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer for only $29.98 on the six-piece set off of MyPillow Towels, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast specials, enter the promo
0: code, K-N-T-H or call 800-874-6540 remember the promo code K-N-T-H that's MyPillow.com promo code K-N-T-H Dell Wamsley and the Wealth Cycle
4: this is the Wealth Cycle that I've taught for 30 years buy one house 10 houses an apartment two apartments 820 500 units 1000 units 2000 5000 units and as you keep putting the money and the profits back in you become one of those rich people and much quicker than you'd even believe
0: learn Dell's Wealth Cycle at givemetotalfreedom.com. Use promo code 2023. Save 60%. Code
5: 2023. Give me dot com. Give me TotalFreedom.com calling all patriots are you ready for the adventure of a lifetime journey with me on the patriots alaska cruise in june 2024 we'll dive deep into geopolitical trends and unpack the influences shaping the world today it's an incredible opportunity to engage with me and other patriots on an epic seven-day journey witness the untouched wilderness of alaska while discussing america's future join us from june 29th to july 6 2024 book online patriotsalaskacruise.com It's no
0: secret. The social media giants are silencing and censoring the conservative message. But you can be a part of the answer when you like and follow AM 1070 The Answer on Facebook. Our Facebook page has the news and opinions you can trust, just like you hear from us each day. Go to Facebook.com slash The Answer Houston and click like. Stay in touch. Stay informed. That's Facebook.com slash The Answer Houston. This is AM 1070
3: The Answer. Awww, uh, Mario's not here to hear it. Welcome back to a show of faith on AM 107. The answer.
4: So, hey, hey, let, let, let me change gears a little bit here, Stuart, Because okay. I mean, I, I mean, I want to want to keep obviously the, the, the idea going. But but what if um, this year for a number of people has been the worst year of their lives? Yep. And they have just faced one sort of setback, one disaster. One cancer, one death, one job loss after another. And how do we, what, is, what does Judaism tell us about giving thanks in those situations?
3: Well, it goes back to Job. When Job was faced with all his losses, When I think it was the early in the book, so it was probably his wife, said to him, you know, you're miserable, curse God and die. And what was Job's response? Shall I only thank God for the good in my life? Can I not appreciate the bad things too? Shouldn't I also appreciate the bad things too? And it's interesting, why would he say that? Why are we supposed to appreciate the bad things in our lives too? And ultimately, and this is the only thing I could come up with, well, one of the few things I could come up with, and that is, it's not just the good things who make us who we are, it's also the bad things, the failures in our lives, that make us who we are. You know, it's the, uh, you know, the the, the old cliche, it's cliche by now about, Thomas Edison with 10,000 light bulbs he made before the 10,000 and first one worked? Right, and right. Was, you know, And he said, I can't remember exactly, but he was something about the failures of the 10,000. He says, those weren't failures. We learn what doesn't work. You know, and you can't compare, God forbid, a million times with disease and having to deal with that with a light bulb not working. But in some ways, you know, there's still a little bit of truth. Our, 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 our obstacles make us what we are.
4: I, I think about the people in Ukraine who are suffering bombings and death and, and, and who knows how this is going to end right for them. Um, people in, in Israel and yep. people who are, who are really um, good Palestinian people uh, right. living, living in the land. Because I was about a lot of- to
3: say the innocents in Palestine.
4: There, there's a lot of innocents there, who, who are suffering, and so are we to ignore Thanksgiving in those circumstances? Should we just with Should we just hold on to Thanksgiving to when things are good? Rudy, Rudy, what do you think about that?
1: I I immediately thought of um, uh, the passage in in uh, Second Corinthians where. The Apostle Paul is talking about that thorn on his side. Um, Rabbi, I don't know if you're familiar with the passage, but he's... uh, I'm going to just read it for a second, but he says, uh, uh, To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of debate about what exactly that thorn is, you know, whether it's an actual ailment. or I, I tend to think that it's maybe some sort of cancer or, or something that Paul was, was dealing with, right? Maybe, uh, uh, I mean, it could have just been just about anything. It could have been uh, 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 something in his kidneys, right? I mean, who knows? But, but here's this, this, this spiritual person, and he's under constant, just constant sort of physical ailment. And instead of, you know, like what Rabbi's saying about Job, you know, why should I only be thankful for the good things? He's thanking God for this ailment because it's keeping him humble, right? It's keeping his ego from thinking that since he's had all these revelations, he's had all these things revealed to him. But he doesn't get elated. He still feels and sees death uh, in front of him, right? Or or just one decision away from uh, from sin, if you will. So it's it's very difficult uh, as as people are experiencing. You know, and I think about places like Haiti and Nicaragua and Venezuela too, right? Where just things are so terrible uh, in Ukraine and God. I mean, it's just it's just it's terrible to think about um, hopefully hopefully for a lot of these people uh, faith in Scripture and and what the rabbi keeps saying this tradition and this religion provides for them a source of strength within this because uh, fundamentally I mean at least from the Catholic perspective this, this world is flawed right I mean this this world is the result of, of our fallen state at least, at least within the Catholic understanding right so so to me the fact that there's war and suffering and destruction it's like uh, that's the default right i mean that's that when unchecked when god is taken out of the equation this is what you're left with and it's just it's it's, it's just horrible to see really so i think these people and these situations and these uh, communities need a lot of prayer from us and not just prayer but but gratitude, and gratitude in the form of any help that we can give, uh, economic, spiritual, if you're able to, right? So, no
3: support. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. On,
3: on the other hand, I, I, I wouldn't say, oh boy, since there's so many advantages you know, that I gained from having misery, let God please make me miserable you know not, i i don't i don't i don't think that there is i think that there can be a a uh, silver lining to the cloud of adversity shall we say but i don't think we should seek out adversity i don't think there's anything inherent in 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 what is bad we can turn it into something good we can sublimate mm-hmm. we can we can but i'm not going to go chase it because there's some sort of uh, benefit to it if that makes sense
4: yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right, Stuart. Does. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we're to create it ourselves, because a, a lot of our suffering comes about as a result of, or our difficulty comes about as a result of, of our mistakes. Right, right bad and, choices. And bad choices, those kind of things. But there are things that happen to us, and that happen to our families, happen to people we love, that are that, that are, are depleting uh, us. And it just is very difficult for a lot of people to spend a holiday giving thanks after having a year or maybe two or three like that, mm-hmm. where they're sort of constantly. And I think I think part of what you're going back to is it is the discipline of saying thanks and giving thanks in good times that can help us through some of those more difficult times. Yes, it's, it's it, if you're not accustomed to giving thanks for for the good days if job had not been accustomed to giving thanks to god for the good stuff in life blessings then i think he would have had a more, much more difficult time turning things around giving and recognizing the need to give thanks to god even in the more difficult circumstances of life
3: i think you're
4: tough. if if if, if you if you live long enough you're you're going to suffer right i mean uh-huh. suffer big time not not just not just you know Hey, my light bulb's not working. I mean, all all that was very yeah. you know. He was a great inventor and stuff, but that's that's not quite the same thing as as a, as a rabbi who loses his wife, yeah. you know, twenty five years ago,
3: or or, or a knows. minister loses his son,
4: right? Yep. And the, the other thing that I I want to mention too, very quickly, and I know we got to go here, is is that I think that we also have to learn how better to lament. And, and to, to practice the, the, the gift of lamenting. What, what do you lament, mean? Lament. I mean, nearly half of the Psalms are Psalms of lament. Yeah. They're complaints. They are, they are wrangling with God. The, even the name Israel means wrestling with God. Right. Right. So I, I think we have to learn help both to give thanks for the good, but also to wrestle with God Mm -hmm. in the times that are bad. And I think that gives us a little bit of hope for for turning things around at the other
3: end. You know, as I've said before, we were talking about Job. At the end of the book of Job, God throws the power and the glory at Job. You know, where were you when I hung out the, the Pleiades? Where were you when I put the big dipper in the sky? And basically, he says, you're not going to understand the answer. But at the very, very end, what does God say to the quote-unquote friends of Job? He says, only Job spoke right. And from that, I gather, we're never going to understand the answer, but we're right to question. We're right to say, you know, what's going on, to to complain, to, to lament. Yeah,
1: we Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, I like the, what you said, Dr. Carey. I know we have to go here in a minute, but as long as we continue to wrestle with God, we stay engaged with that divinity. And I think that's exactly what God calls us to do. To do, Because we can't understand all this, but as long as we keep asking the questions, right, why? Exactly, God, why,
3: exactly. That,
1: mean, that means, yes.
3: I, I think that there's... I think there's an element of atheism, which can be good, where we say, you know, I, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to wait till God does it. I'm going to do it myself and step in. All right. I wish we had more time to flesh that out, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you for being here. I hope this was an interesting thanks, topic too. to you and to our listeners.
4: Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you guys next week. Absolutely.
3: This is a show of faith where minister, priest, rabbi, and millennial usually discuss events in the news with each other and with you. Till next week, keep us in your prayers because you're going to be in ours.